This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Before we jump into today's show, as you may or may not know, taking care of your teeth is pretty important. Our friends at Green Mountain Dental are offering a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. That's right. Green Mountain Dental is giving away a free Sonicare just for taking care of your teeth. Check them out online or call today at 303-988-0711. All right. Welcome into the BSN. Nope. DNVR Avalanche podcast. We'll get it down eventually. I don't have to do that anymore. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's going to take a while for me. We are here live in the DNVR Studio A at headquarters. Excited to bring this one to you live. We are presented by The Green Solution. Visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations to get your flower, edible, concentrates, and more. Or visit them online at mygreensolution.com and be sure to check out through their TGS Express checkout or even get it delivered. You can use DNVR 2019 for 20% off your purchase. I'm Nathan Rudolph. He's AJ Hayfley. We are here to talk some Avs and specifically the Avs defensive positional battle as we're starting to get close to the end of preseason here and there are still a bunch of guys in this battle. AJ, I hope you're feeling a little bit better. You ready to talk D? Uh, You know, it'd be easier if I didn't have to talk, but (laughs) that's not the world that we live in today. Yeah, well, you're stepping up to the plate. Oh, especially since Studio A is apparently located on the surface of the sun. Yes, it is very warm in here. I am not not loving the heat, especially coming from Av's practice where it was the opposite. I've gone from the frozen wasteland to the sun. Yeah, I always hate, like, going to practice, and I've got... I've got the hoodie and the long pants on, and then I walk out of there, and I'm just, like, shedding clothes as I walk out because it's it gets so hot. Yeah. Well, the first D that I did talk to today at <laughs> practice. Pause. Yeah, I don't know. I Perfect. didn't know where to go with that. No, no segue you, whatsoever. We're just into it I don't now. get any of my editing on the live show. So, <laughs> uh, The first D that I talked to at practice was Callie Rosen. He is one of the newer abs D brought in through the Tyson Berry trade. At this point, for me, he's got the inside line to one of the defensive spots on the Avs roster. There are a number of factors playing into that, but I think he's squarely been the Avs' best defensive D through the preseason thus far, at least of those in the battle. Defensive D? Yeah, correct. You think so? I do. I I think Timmons has been better. Boy, I... Timmons has been very, very good, but what the difference is, I really, really like Rosen's stick work on the defensive side. He's always super active with it. He's really good at getting that stick lift, especially net front, to break up plays, and I haven't quite seen that from Timmons. The thing that I've really liked about Timmons is that uh, it's not getting that far. Right. Yeah. You know, it's it's the more of what I think of as like a modern day defense where you don't let them set up shop in your own zone. You don't let them cycle on you. You don't let them do all those things for an extended period of time. You stop it quickly. You know, you break. It's a it's a breakup at the blue line. A guy dumps uh, dumps the puck in, and he goes and chases it, and he always seems to make the right. T- it doesn't look sexy, right? It doesn't look like much, but with the puck, it's on his stick, and it's out of the zone, and it's and it's gone. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's a fair point. On the puck, Timmins' defense has been very, very strong. Yeah. What I'm seeing from Rosen is that away from the puck stuff. He's breaking up that guy's stick before the pass can come he through. He definitely looks more polished there. He looks like a guy who's played two years in the AHL. Right, exactly. You know, and a, and a ton of PK minutes for the Marlies. Yep. You know, he looks like a guy that definitely has those little defensive details, as he talks about a lot. Oh, yep. my defensive details need to be good. They need to right. be good. And. I think that that's that's definitely one of the strengths of his game, but I I don't like the inconsistencies with the puck. Yeah, yeah, that's you know, and and like we're talking about like third pairing here, and so right. you have to keep in mind like you're not expecting all stars here. You're not expecting guys that are going to be really, really, really good for you. You just want don't screw this up exactly. And I think the combination with Rosen and Timmins has been that best has been the best combination there. And I still don't think that's what we're going to see on opening night. Right. I, I agree that Rosen and Timmons have been the best two. And I agree that th- there's very possible that neither of them make the opening night lineup based on yeah. abs and historical choices when it comes down to these type of things. Yeah. I've My gut feeling says it's Byram and Connaughton. Yeah. I'm, it does really sound like they want Byram to be in. Yeah. And I do wonder about Barbario because they've played Byram with Barbario right. multiple times. Yeah. And so I wonder if they're just kind of setting that up together and saying, okay, well, now, you know, the best way we want to put him with a veteran, but we've also, we're also putting him with a veteran that we like, that we're comfortable with, who knows our system well, who isn't going through any learning pains, any growing pains, any of that, but also one that he has played multiple preseason games with. Yeah. The. Uh, the Barbario thing is tough for me because, if I'm being honest, he's not performed well, particularly compared to a lot of the other people competing in this spot through the preseason. As you said, yes, he is the one they're familiar with, and, and right. that's what you're leaning on a lot there. And that's where, that's where when we talk about these these position battles, you know, we always we always say, hey, look, it's not necessarily just what happens in right. the preseason. Yep, it's not. You know, there's there's more to consider. Right. You know, there's NHL experience, which coaches always lean on. Yeah. You know, there's there's contracts to consider. You know, Callie Rosen, waiver ineligible. Right. Can freely Move go to the Eagles. down, no problem. Yep. You know, so, and, and all of Graves, Barbario, and Connaught will have to pass through waivers. Yep. I think of those three guys, of those three, I would have Graves on the outside looking in. Yeah, I think so. The Connaughton situation is a little weird just because of him dealing with the problems with his face. We haven't a broken seen, face. Right, yeah, literally a broken <laughs> face. We haven't seen the 100% Connaughton yet in the yeah. preseason. And we're out of time. Right. Like, we're, we're, we're really, you know, it's tonight. Yep. And I would, I think he was in the, he's in, expected yes, to be in the lineup yes, tonight. Yes, he was at practice for okay. the, the guys traveling. So, I, you know, he'll play tonight. I, I do think that that's where the experience will separate him as they say, hey, we've got 300 games of right, film on exactly, this guy. Yeah. We know who this guy is just yep. because he hasn't done it in this designated three-week period in which his face has been broken and he hasn't been able to 100% do everything that we want to do and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. They're giving him kind of that veteran treatment. He's only probably going to play in two preseason games. And then I would expect to be one of the guys on the opening night. I still think that they're set up for 8D and 13 forwards. But I think that the forward competition has been strong enough 
to make it a conversation. It is. And the yeah. D the D conversation has been the exact opposite. <laughs> Two guys have clearly stood out on right, the D right. side. Right. Right. We we came in here talking about five guys that were competing for jobs and we like two of them. Yeah, right. The, and the other three it was like, look, like Byram needs to go back to juniors, Barbario hasn't done anything, Graves hasn't really done anything, Connaughton, yeah. we haven't really gotten to see much of a chance. So it's been it's been a disappointing battle for me to see on defense because I thought, hey, all this competition, surely some guys are going to separate. And the guys who have separated are guys that we are not confident they'll even put on the roster, even if even with their their superior play right. through the preseason. And it's a good point to make that even if they aren't put on the roster for opening night, <laughs> you can expect right. to see these guys they're, they're down the dead. line. Right. They're coming back. Right. And, Especially Timmons. Right. And... If it does end up being Byram at the start, you get into that nine-game conversation. Yeah. Yes. Let's talk about that. Yeah, sure. Let's start with what Byram has to do to make it past game number nine. Right. Well, first of all, the defense needs to be a lot better. No doubt. Like about the it. just the raw defense, and yeah. to me, it's looked like there's such a gap there that there's the that's the rawest part of his game. Yep. And the problem is, is that sending him back to the WHL, he's such a dominant player at that level. He's Won't not going to spend a lot yeah. of time playing defense. He's right. not going to get that. Yep. On what's going to be a very competitive Giants team. Mm-hmm. And if it's not, he'll get traded somewhere where he ends up on a team making a Mem Cup run. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's not going to get the defensive development he truly, truly needs. This year, unless he's in the NHL. And the problem is is that the NHL just might be too much. Right. He's stuck in between, as like, we've talked about. We have to remember, how often do guys make the NHL immediately as 18-year-old defensemen? Right. Almost never, basically. It's like Aaron Ekblad. I think Hannafin was the last one. Ross was Darlene last year. Oh, well, Darlene, yeah, obviously. And Noah Hannafin. Yeah. And so you're talking about three guys in the last, what, Ekblad was 14? Yeah, so three guys in about five years. Like, it is it is not a common thing for a reason. Right. It's really hard to do because you've got to be able to play defense. A lot of these guys have one end where they're they're a lot better. You know, the where Darlene and Ekblad especially was defensively. Right. They were very, very good, and they were very advanced for their age. That's not Byram. No, and, and one of the worries that... I was a little surprised by was the physicality side. Byram in juniors had no problem rubbing people out, dealing with things along the boards. Yeah. He's been really, really tentative about it in the preseason. And it was a little bit better in his last game, I thought, but it's still, he's almost shying away from contact at times. He's very gun shy. Yeah. It's, it's very, we saw in the first game in the rookie showcase, we saw Bowen Byram, Dominant version. Yes. Confident, understood what what he needed to do, where he wanted to go, and yep. how to control the pace of play and how to be the best player on the ice. Yep. That was that was the one who said, Okay, this this level of play I've got. Yeah. And we've seen him in the NHL and he's gotten I think he's gotten better. Yes. In in the, the games that he's played, which gives you confidence that over that nine game trial oh if he just keeps getting better then there's it's easy to talk yourself into keeping him yeah because the same thing like with gerard right you remember they had that conversation with gerard two years ago do we keep him 
They send only them had back. four games and Gerard, to, to make that decision. I mean, Gerard showed up in those games, though. Yeah, and, and the first game in Sweden, you know, Gerard was, you know, there were there were some flashes and yeah. there were some puck, you know, we were like, oh, there's some upside here. And then there were some major downsides where right. you're like, okay, well, the difference is, is that that was a team that had absolutely no expectations. Very true. And that was a team that didn't really, I don't want to say they didn't care. But if they missed the postseason and they ended up with a top ten pick and blah 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 blah, they didn't mind that. That was yeah. a result that they were ex- they were accepting going into. Right. And they just happened to be a playoff team. They happened to put it all together, and Nathan McKinnon dragged that team into the postseason. But Gerard developed in that year, absolutely, and it turned out to be great value for him. Yeah. It's hard to know if he, if Byram's going to get the same thing because if you keep him, you really want to force playing him. Yeah. But if he's playing poorly and he spends two weeks in the press box, then you've got your fourth overall pick not doing anything. Right. And it's not to say that you can't learn things from a healthy scratch or two here and there. You can, but it's really not how you want to develop your guys. And you don't and and you don't want to use the NHL as your development league anymore you know there's always going to be developing in the league but you need to be an nhl caliber right. player it needs to be a floor there, there right you exactly. have to be able to hit and if you're sitting him in the press box too regularly it's way different to be doing that to an 18 year old compared to like a 24 year old right it's way di- it's way different scratching kevin Kinnon than yeah. it is bowen byron exactly where kevin Kinnon, you're planning to scratch this year Mark Barberi, you're planning to give scratches to. You're planning to give him ice time and say, hey, we'll we'll take your hot stretches, but when you have a bad game or two, we can take you out and rotate these guys. Yeah. And try and play a hot hand as often as you can. With Byram, you're committing. If you keep him past the nine games, you are committing. Yep. And I don't I based on preseason. We need to see a lot more for me to feel like that's a good decision from yeah. them. I don't mind them giving him the nine-game trial. Sure. We'll see. The commitment, based on what we've seen, how can you? It, yeah. It doesn't feel like that's the right decision at this point. Definitely. And and that's, like, okay. Yeah, it's fine. You know, if, if Byram going down for a year means that they're more comfortable giving Timmons more ice time this year and then pairing him with a vet, and then Timmons becomes that vet right. next year you for can Byram. Make like, everybody wins here. Right. Like, there's a way that you put these pieces together where you're dominant defense in three years. Yeah. Well, a dominant defense is definitely something I can drink to as I try to hold up the Colorado core we have to the cameras. And we need to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery as the official beer of BSN Denver. They're the original Colorado beer, started in 1990 in Breckenridge, Colorado. Whether it's the Colorado Core or I had their Mango Mosaic the other night and even saw they have a 472 IPA now at my local liquor store. So they really do have a beer for everyone and anyone. I highly recommend. I've yet to come across one that I haven't liked. And I'm not a person who likes IPAs. And it's still a good beer to have so i encourage you to go out to your local liquor store and and find a breckenridge beer of your own and also check out the breckenridge event calendar on bsndenver.com which we will have all of our events on there whether it be abs watch parties broncos watch parties nuggets watch parties you name it they will be there and we will be there as well drinking breck brews and hopefully hanging out with you oh i said bsn again dnvr I'm going to, this whole week, you're going to be staring at me saying BSN when I mean DNVR. I'll figure it out eventually, I promise. 
All right. Well, AJ's cooling off a little bit, feeling a little sick. But as we head into the next part of this defensive battle podcast, the person that I'm most curious about is maybe Connor Timmons, which is a very interesting one because as AJ and I have talked about, he is one of the best defensemen on the team as far as the preseason has gone so far. If you're talking strictly on the ice performance, he should be almost in pen in the opening night lineup. The question is, are the Avs willing to put him there or do they want to punt pump the brakes a little bit because of how much time he's missed is getting him games in the AHL the correct move what do you think AJ what are you giving him in the what are, what are you hoping to accomplish in the AHL though that's the question I mean because they've given him the ice time in the between rookie faceoff yeah in the preseason they will have given him time to knock the rust off right and get his timing back and kind of okay you've played like five or six games yeah you know it's not a ton but it's enough to okay you're 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 not special snowflake anymore. You're a normal dude now. Yeah. You know, you're a real boy. So, you know? Yeah. Like what are you what are you hoping to get out of the AHL time? What's what's the point of the development? There has to be something specific that they want otherwise keep him. Yeah, it's I mean, I'm struggling to find something that they can get out of him in the AHL. Maybe you're saying, look, preseason isn't quite full contact level hockey, sure. something like that. But, boy, you know, he he's going to play tonight as well. He's on that lineup. But if he looks good again tonight, right? how do you say no to that? Right. And that's that's where I am with it, where you're like, hey, you're trying to win something. Yeah. You know, you're trying to you're you're the going best into players this season. should play. You're going into this, and there's been a clear if it's like like with the forwards. Yeah, you can make like minimal arguments for each guy, very specific to a role. Sure, and say like, oh well, Greer has shown great chemistry with Belmar. Belmar has shown great chemistry with Calvert. Boom, there's a fourth line. I'm a man, I'm a magician. <laughs> you know, like you can make that argument, and because. A guy like Nachushkin hasn't shown chemistry with anybody yet, right, you right. know, and the conditioning hasn't been there, but he's still getting up to speed, and they still really like him, so they're probably going to keep him over somebody that maybe otherwise outplayed him. On the defense, Connor Timmons has just outplayed people. Straight up. It's not close with some of them either. Like, he's just straight outplayed them. Yeah, it's... Uh, especially after his goal at the end of the game against Minnesota that oh. he played in. It was like... Oh. Okay, the skill is there. He's just better than some of these dudes. Marcus Foligno still upset about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's still mad that he got undressed by another man on television. Well, he's mad about a lot of things based on that game. So. Yeah. <laughs> not a big Dan Renew fan. Definitely not. <laughs> no, he, but Timmons, it's really just about what are you trying to accomplish. Right. Because if you do send him down to the AHL, like I don't have a strong objection there. Yeah. But if he goes down there and continues to play well, he can't be down you there. You can't for keep long. him down there for sure. Right. And, and that's and, where. And, unless, like, whatever you decide to do on your third. If Byron blows up in the NHL and all of a sudden takes a huge leap and he finds his comfort zone and he looks like the fourth overall and you're like, oh my gosh, this kid is great. Right. You run with that for sure. Right. But... Then, and then, then you could kind of. Rosen and Barbario. Yeah. You know, you could kind of play with that and give that some patience. And. 
that's the ticket, right, too. Timmons is one of those guys you want playing. He's not yeah. someone you want sitting in the press box at all. Absolutely. You're comfortable scratching Barbario, Kanan, yeah. and Graves, and so yeah. on and so forth. You're not comfortable scratching Byron. You're not comfortable scratching Timmons. So what's the situation in which they're going to play? Because if they're playing 15 minutes on the third pairing, that's not nothing. Right. That's plenty that's valuable to, to ice, get ice time yeah. to, to, to get comfortable in the NHL. The real question is, what role does he play in? He's not going to be on a power play for you. No, definitely not, given what they have up front on Makar, Gerard, right. even someone like EJ. But. With Johnson and Zadorov, yeah. you know that those guys are going to be your PK guys. Yep. They've put Byram on the PK every single game that he's played. They have. So does he play special teams at all for you? I guess that's kind of the question. I, I get, we've talked about this before, and, and it comes down to how much you're going to trust these rookies with those special teams time. When games start to matter and, and play, goals are on the line, two right. points is on the line. Right. You might seem shy away from a Byram, especially if it's like a one-goal game in the third period or something. Sure. I mean, that's where you do the old, what they were doing with Patrick Nemeth, yeah. you know, where they they leave those guys out there for the entire two minutes, and you're just like... Deal with it, punk. Survive. <laughs> right. Like, this is fine. Yeah. You know, but the other conversation that we're going to have, not just about the the deep battles, but what do these guys have to do to keep the job? Yes. Because the, you Just know, being in the lineup doesn't mean it's locked up forever. You know, the yeah. fighting Irish elephant in the room here is that <laughs> Ian Cole is, is on a fast track to return before right. December. He, I, he skated he, again today, and he looked... Pretty good, right? Man. He's he's looking more and more like he could be back in early November. Yeah. So so what what do you have to do to keep a job? You know, you you keep right. a Timmons, you keep a Rosen, you keep a Byram. All right, Byram, you can always send him back after nine games, but there are five guys that he's going to want to roll with for for sure that you know that he's going to want to roll with. Yeah. That and I he obviously is Jared Bednar. Yes. Like, yeah. Those five guys, assuming health, you know those are set right. and forget. That's one spot that all these cats are fighting for. Yeah. What do these guys have to do to separate in that first month of the NHL season? I hate to say it again, as I've said it about a hundred times in the past week, but consistency. Yeah. It's just gonna come down to which player is showing the best consistently in doing the role they're asked to play on the right. third pair. Not necessarily the best offensive or defensive, but in the minutes they're given, are they filling the role? Yeah. And what it kind of is gonna come down to in that first month is I fully expect to see a lot of rotation. I think a lot of these guys will get into games and up through November, and whoever looks the best is going to get it. The other argument that you're going to have with that is, how you got a guy getting a rhythm? You know, take him yeah. out of the lineup every two games. Right. It's that's tough. It is. And and if a guy looks great, you just leave him there until he has one bad game, and then you yank him out, and then you toss another one of these cats in there. This is kind of right. the problem they built for themselves. It gets tough. Yeah. Is that you have four of the same guy. Right. You, and if that's what it comes down to, and it's hard to discern which one is really standing out or over the other, that's where it's going to get tough too, because you're going to have to settle on one, and and it honestly may just come down to experience at that point. Yeah, that's and this is why I said my gut instinct is telling me that Connaughton is an opening night starter for them, or or Barbario, one of those two. And you know, when it comes to Barb's, I don't want to judge him too harshly on a preseason. Of course. Because we know we've seen so much better from him. And there has been some good play from him. Yeah. I mean he had the one game he had eight shot attempts. Right. I think and like that's something that they are 
desperately banging on the table asking from their blue line. Yeah. Put pucks on net. And I, I wouldn't even... You could even say that his offensive zone, I think, has been fairly strong throughout I, the preseason. I think it's been good. It's the other side that's the problem. Right. And it's been too adventurous. Yeah. You know, there have been a couple of blown coverages. And, like, again, this is a third-pairing defenseman. This is what you live with. The problem is, to is trying, to, trying to figure out the upside between that guy and a Graves and a Connaughton, you know, where you're just like, oh, my gosh, these guys are all the same dude. I'm, the abs have shown in the past they don't want to live with that, though. They'd rather live with the solid defense and will live with the icings type of thing and, right. and lack of puck movement on the offensive side. And I think Barbs loses a little bit of the value on the offense because you have a Gerard and you have a Makar, and if the other guy on the ice is Byram... You know, like that's you, a lot of risk. You're not yeah. sitting around like, whoa, we really need some puck moving help on yeah. that third pairing. <laughs> yep, you kind of have it. That's true, and and we've seen plenty of times. Bednar is not afraid to throw out a Gerard with one of the third pairing guys in a puck moving situation or something like that. Yeah. Or, or EJ plays with everybody every year. Well, and and I think this year we'll see situationally, uh, we'll see Gerard and Makar put together for offensive zone faceoffs. Yep. And then as the puck gets cleared out of there, one of those guys will hop off. Yeah. I, and then they'll, you know, they'll go and switch back rotate it bit. through. Yeah. yeah. Because this is, a, this is a coaching staff that has been very situational with very. their de-pairing usage over the last few years. We know they're not going to pick pairs and roll the pairs right. all game long, and that'll be that. They're going to mix and match as they, as they see fit between situations. Yeah, not a ton of turn and burn in their own zone face-offs, I imagine. <laughs> I, yeah, I would not do that. Right. I would rather, like, a, you know, you just that's where you match. With Zadorov yeah. and Johnson. Right, and you just put out the defensive shutdown, do what you got to do. Yeah, or or you break them up. You know, you put Zadorov with Makar, or you put Johnson with Gerard just for the face-off, and then... And then you can switch if you get control ex- enough. Exactly. You go. And yeah. you up and out, and then you're like, okay, we're yeah. good. Right. All right, well, yeah, I think that's a good place to take another quick break here as we're super excited to tell you about Denver Rubber Company, and it may not be what you think it is. Denver Rubber Company is the most reliable local partner for your long-term projects since 1972, and it has provided the highest quality of products from custom die-cut gaskets, molded rubber to custom contract manufacturing, and custom hoses. DRC offers innovative solutions to serve a diverse line of industries, including aerospace, pharmaceutical, construction, medical, military, electronics, and so, so much more. An ISO certified company that will work with you from design to final product that is both cost effective and will meet your requirements. If you're in need of custom design, material selection for your project, or have a deadline to make for a large order, do not hesitate to call Denver Rubber Company. Call them today at 1-800-259-0010 or visit drcfirst.com and tell them who sent you. All right, third and final segment of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. I got it right this time. Baby steps, baby steps. Nathan and AJ coming at you. Let's talk about some of these other guys on the outside here, particularly Ryan Graves. What do you do with him? He played 29 NHL games last year. They were really concerned about him going through waivers last year. And now you're pretty much staring down the barrel of waving him. I I would. Yeah. Uh, The foot speed just hasn't been there. There's been more mistakes. Um, 
I still think the generally solid overall play that we saw from him last year has remained. Yeah. I like the bomb of a shot, and I like his willingness to to let it rip. I just think he's been outplayed, and that's that's really kind of where I sit with it. He doesn't have the experience, and he hasn't outplayed anybody. So he hasn't done what he has to do, what he had to do coming into this to, to really prove, you know, that he right. absolutely has to be kept. Yeah. Right. And that was the thing is that he's not going to get the benefit of the doubt. He's not a top shiny prospect yep. like a Byram or a Timmins. He's not a guy with hundreds of NHL games of experience like a Barbario or a Connaughton. He's the guy stuck firmly in no man's land who had one path to making the roster, and that was to be awesome. Yep. And he, I don't, I don't feel like he's done that. I would not have him in my top eight. You know what? I think you could make a case for him at eight, maybe. Definitely I, not top seven. I would keep I. So you have the top four. Yeah. And then I'm assuming they're keeping Byram. Like I'm just assuming right. he's I, on the team. I and think that's, that's the assumption. Whatever at this my point. opinion about it doesn't right. matter. Yeah. But I'm assuming he's on the team. So you're at five. Yep. And then between Rosen, uh, Kanan, and Barbario, that's what I would go with. As, if if they wanted to send Timmins down. Yeah, I. And the two wrenches are one. I would have Graves over Barbario strictly from a play standpoint, and two, okay. the Rosen I situation. Would but okay, being that Rosen can pass through without having to go through waivers. Yeah, definitely something that the Avs will consider for sure. And and like I could see that, but. Boy, if you demote both Rosen and Timmons, yeah. why do you even have a preseason? Right, and this is this is coming from that should be your starting third right. pairing. Like, why, why, why even bother with a preseason at right. that point if the two your mind two guys was already made up? Job, right, yeah. And you send them both down. Yeah, that's that would be a hard pill to swallow. Strictly for sure. to avoid uh, potentially waiver issues. Yeah, because like. And I mean no disrespect when I say this. Of course. Like, and this is not personal, so I don't want, like, the Ryan Graves fans to freak out. <laughs> but, like, if, if Ryan Graves gets claimed, he's probably in a better situation. Yeah. It would be pretty hard to find a team with as many D as the Avs have that are willing to claim him. Yeah. I mean, well, because if I'm, you know, you look at Winnipeg. Yeah. You look at L.A., Maybe a Vancouver, you know, there are teams that you could look at and say they need blue line help. They could really use like a solid, steady guy on the back end that, you know, you don't maybe look to play every day. But a six and a half type. Exactly. But a guy that you don't need on your AHL team, but can you can get value out of on your NHL squad, you know, and, and I would love to keep Graves around. Yeah. That's a success story for the Avs. Absolutely. They, he's one of the few players they can say they've taken from their AHL lineup and developed into the NHL at this right. point. But if you get outplayed, you get outplayed, right? And that's the thing. It's the numbers game. And that numbers game doesn't get better. No. If you're developing your systems correctly, you should always have a, a backlog of guys to turn to. Well, because you, you fast forward a year. Yeah. Those top five guys are still around. Right. Every single one of them is still around. And Byram And is then Byram is ready. for sure on your team. Yeah. And then you're very, very, very likely talking about Connor Timmons on your team right. next year. It's it's already so deep that we basically haven't talked about Nick Malosh at all this year. I mean, and... 
and it is what it is. It is. Yeah. That's, a, that's just kind of the result of, of having this many guys. And if you want to make yeah. an argument for Malosh's ceiling over some of the vets, that case may be there. But it would be really, really hard to make uh, Malosh the man over a Byram or over a Timmons. Right. Because those are even higher end prospects for you at this right. point. And that, like you said, that never goes away. This is Drew Hellison's first year in the organization. If he goes and just slays right. it in BC, now you have him in there too. Well, and Javalov's contract yeah. ends after this season, and he's eligible to come over to North America. Who just picked up another point today, by the way. Three points in nine games for him. And so. this, yeah, I mean, you're talking about a dude who's off to a good start in the KHL right. on a second pairing. Exactly. On like a solid KHL program. As a 19-year-old. So, yeah. and, you know, that's a dude where him coming over next year and getting into the mix, you know, those guys don't come over to spend a lot of time in the HL. Right. They come over to make the NHL quickly. Right. Otherwise, they go back. They go back just as quickly as they come, <laughs> because they're not. They're not. They're. They can make a good living in a in their own like weird Russian culture. Yeah, you know. And again, I. I mean, no disrespect when I say that. Just that Russian culture is very different than ours, and those guys fit in awkwardly into our culture the same way that if I go over to Russia today, I'm going to be this pasty white yeah, you, dude. You stand out English, like a sore thumb. Like, exactly. <laughs> wow. This, everything about this lifestyle is totally weird for me. You know, like it's, it's just, they're two very, very different lifestyles. And if you're not going to be in the NHL, the money in the AHL isn't good enough no. for you, for those guys to eschew, Russian uh, KHL deals. Well, you say that, but the Avs are paying pretty good money to some. Right, I, to some of them. But granted, he would have to come yeah, over on an ELC. ELC is 70K exactly. automatic, yeah. And so that's that's where you're talking. Like, he's not going to, you know. But a little sidetracked on our point we, here we is that <laughs> the, D, the D is still coming you know right. it's there are more in the pipeline right and and who knows maybe their first round pick this next year is a defenseman it very well could be like and, you know like it doesn't and then maybe they we've how many high picks have they used on d in the last yeah, several years right. first and a second in yeah. both 2017 McCarran, and 2019 teams, yeah byram hellison that's it and they will always pick more D, you know. It would right. be They're a not failure be like, at the draft if you pick zero We're D. good. <laughs> exactly. It, oh, we have Nate Clarman coming in four years. We're set, baby. <laughs> it's not. That's development it's never only ends. getting worse. Yeah. Right. Like that. And there are some alleviations there with players like Barbario's contract expiring at right. the end of the like year. Like Barbario and, and Connaughton and Graves. Yeah. All, All expiring deals. But. There's always next man up to fill those roles. So. Right. Well, and this is the organization that brought Mark Hall back on a two-year deal, yep. Anton Lindholm on a two-year deal. Yep. Has and and realistically overstocked their defense yeah. in the AHL. You're looking at multiple NHL D contracts playing in the ECHL. Right. With the, how many the, they have, the Grizzlies ought to be really yeah, good. They're, they're going to be silly good in the ECHL. <laughs> Nobody's going to score on that D. It, they, sh- I mean, theoretically, yeah, right. They, they didn't put a goalie down there, so well, they'll manage with that I guess D McDonald's in front of them. Maybe. Yeah, I, I wonder how they'll run that with McDonald because Miska and Werner are pretty locked in for the Eagles, yeah. but yeah. But yeah, we think if Werner ends up on the on the oh, he, the there's ECHL. no reason to put him in the ECHL, especially he's had plenty of pro experience in. Well, especially because he needs to be adjusting to North America it, right. ice, and if he's in Utah, he's playing, playing on, on international the ice. ice. Yeah, yeah. It's like, that's this is, uh, this is useless. The opposite of good. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, well, before we get sidetracked a little bit more, just kind of final thoughts on the Avs D battle this year. And, and I know you're on the train of, of Rosen and Timmins, but more realistically. I, yeah, I don't think that's realistic. Yeah. If I had to guess right now, and like we update, I update like my every mental day, roster right? every day. <laughs> Depending on what happens and, yeah. you know, how things go. Uh, I think it's that top four because I do think Zadorov and Johnson are both going to be healthy. They're yeah. going to be ready yeah. to rock. Uh, so that, that set top four. Where you have turn and burn, and then you have ZJ as your other, as like your hulking monster of a pairing. The go fast and the shut stuff down. Yeah, pairings. right. Like they, they both look like Frankenstein's monsters, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's like it's like 14 feet of beast. Z's was in the same group going on the trip to Vegas, and they, putting him with all these kids is like, oh my God. Yeah. That's not fair. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so. That that you know those four guys, and then I think that they're because it does look like they're committed to Byram. Yeah, I would say honestly, like I I don't trust the organization to, to go bold with Timmins. Yeah, and I think Rosen is the safest middle road between an experienced guy, sort of, but, but a upside guy, a little bit, an yeah. upside, and a guy that's played well in the preseason. Right. Yeah, I do think that the they've been setting it up for Byram and Barbario to kind of hold his hand. Yeah. For nine games. That's fair. I I mean I would love to see Byram Timmins, especially the one time they were together was in the rookie tournament where they crushed it. They you know, they got out there occasionally. Yeah. Like every so often, but it was like broken shifts and right, stuff like right, that. Right. But that magic they had in that one game. It, it was, was fun, it was man. really, really easy to be like, it's all happening. <laughs> you know, to really feel like something special was was on the way. Of course, then you hit game 40 and Makar hits the college wall and yeah, people get yeah. injured and it's like, right. oh boy. Right. <laughs> but but then but, then they're playing Graves Cannot right, and Barbario. Yeah, they're all playing the, all of them. The same night. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, what happened? So hey, you know, maybe that depth comes in handy at least a little You're bit. You're expecting but, it to. Oh yeah, at, at least some of it. I don't it feels like a little bit much, but I like I said, I fully expect Rosen to get games in the first month. I fully expect yeah. at least Connaught and probably one of Barbario and Graves to get games as well. Would you go A D thirteen forward right now? Or would you go 14 forward 70. I mean, I'd go 8D and 13 forwards, but I'd have Bowers in the lineup. Uh, so you would have Bowers, Rosen, and Timmons all in your yeah, lineup? go hard. Who's, are you assuming? Assuming Wilson's hurt. Yeah, assuming Wilson's hurt yeah. and no Miko? Um, yeah. I mean, even with Miko, I'd probably do Bowers. Some optimism there today. Yeah. On uh, Miko. That's, oh, that's good to hear. It sounds like it sounds like a sense of urgency has kicked in. Well, so. It's about time. <laughs> deadline spur action. Yeah. They're what is today? Wednesday? The twenty. Oh, so they're a week yeah. away from opening exactly night. Exactly, yeah. a week away. And it's probably a little too late to get him there based on Right, and but stuff, getting him but signed and getting him through, you know, and hey, maybe yeah. the Finnish guys are able to get over here quicker. You never you know. know with that uh, stuff, Fiala yeah. came from Sweden. Switzerland. Was it? Well, he yeah. Miko's in Switzerland right now. But right, but I mean, he was becoming. But the the government stuff would exactly. be finished. Yeah. It would be finished. So, um, Fiala came from Switzerland. Uh, Zaka is coming from the Czech Republic. Yep. 
So we don't really know. There isn't a the, the, finished baseline right, to work like on. Right, the two big fins. Because Lina is still chilling. They're both in Switzerland And even the, the other fin, Mesa Vessel. Yeah, Mesa right. Lion. The, other, the yeah. other fin that is this year's random Nick Ritchie yeah. holdout where you're right. like, why is this? <laughs> why is this happening? Yeah. Why are you guys arguing over $800,000? All right. Well, hopefully Miko's here for opening night if he is hopefully he's signed yes and like you know ready to go kind of deal right if he is signed aj nice what would it be it would be game changing exactly i'm excited to tell you about some game changing coffee alongside Miko's game-changing abilities. Strava Craft is the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives. The reviews are incredible, so be sure to check them out. The CBD-infused coffee has taken away migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS, help decrease anxiety, you name it. I'm going to have to decrease my anxiety looking at all these notifications you have on the top of your phone. I know, I know. My phone, I, did, you see, uh, did you see Henry's the other day? <laughs> Yeah, the 300 300? messages. Yeah. Yeah, we don't check our messages very well at DNVR. Jesus. (laughs) Just looking at that gave me cold sweats. I was like, oh. But back on back on task here. <laughs> CBD is all natural and not psychoactive, and the coffee is really rich and tasty. As Strava says, drink deeply, live fully. You can check it out for yourself today, and you'll get 20% off when you use code DNVR2019 at checkout, and you can get it shipped straight to your door. That's going to do it for us on this live show. Thank you for tuning in, or if you're listening after the fact, thank you as well, and you will hear from us again tomorrow. <laughs> no thanks to them. <laughs> they don't get that. If you listen to it afterwards, you don't count. Slackers. That's right. Lazy and not supportive. That's rude. Bye.